it's good to see you all uh, in 2021. Um, and it's actually good to be back in the office. Uh, we had been doing it through Zoom, I think one or two of our uh, episodes, but hard to believe it's episode five now. Um, and Raymond, just kind of, how was your Christmas and how's your new year been so far? Uh, Christmas was pretty relaxing, actually. I didn't do a lot, stayed with the family and tried to have peace. Mm-hmm. Goodwill towards men and uh, and didn't really engage in anything stressful. Try to put a boundary on the counseling calls yep. that I do. Yeah, and uh, just kind of get away and reset Absolutely. as best I can. Absolutely, it sounds good. Jeff, what about you, man? Best gift I received was to accept the rest that I was afforded, mm-hmm. and chose not to feel guilty, which is difficult. Yeah, as a professional. Uh, a responsible citizen, as a as a, a good Christian, sometimes some of that Puritan attitude wants to rise up, and you should be working, you should be doing. No, it's been a challenging year for all of us. I was given time to take time, take time off, which many of us were, and that was one of the greatest gifts I got. And it's guilt free, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm choosing not to feel guilty about the time that I took off. Yeah, there's work to be done when sure. I got back, but. Uh, this is an extraordinary time for all of us. And Absolutely. We should, and not only during Christmas, we should not feel ashamed of resting. It's yeah. biblical, it's scriptural, all right? Yeah, yeah honor the Sabbath, keep it yes. holy, right? Yes. And, and I think you talk about guilt, that's a whole other episode because, you know, false guilt is so common among our ministers. We feel guilty over things that we shouldn't feel guilt over. And guilt's a very powerful emotion. Uh, it'll eat you up if you allow it to. And so... Um, and yeah. by the way, I admit that by talking to you guys about it and anyone else who's listening to us, this is part of the self-talk too. Like you're yes. not going to feel guilty. You're going yes. to talk yourself out of it. So I'm admitting that. You'll catch up. Yeah. And yeah. But of course, <laughs> now you turn back to work and then you start hearing people talk about New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. and goals and like, well, I didn't even think about that during Christmas. I didn't want to plan for the future. I just wanted, actually, I didn't want the future to come. I wanted those, those days off yeah. with my family and yeah. celebrate the birth of our Christ. Yeah, and that was it, and yeah. it was great. But now I come back and it's like, what are your goals? What are your yeah. resolutions? What are you gonna do? I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I got to come up with this. I feel yeah. like I'm behind already. Yeah, survive. Exactly. Yeah. Something we were saying earlier. Let's just survive this year. That's Absolutely. my New Year's resolution. It's interesting, you know. I we had a good Christmas, by the way. Um, I went for my yearly checkup and got blood work done, and and I think I mentioned to you guys that we had COVID in our house. My wife had it. My son, my oldest son, had it. And I had the antibody test, and I felt awful uh, during that time. I felt really sick, coughing. I was for sure had it, and the antibody test came back negative. And so I never had COVID. And so I guess it goes to show you how powerful the brain is. you know. And I did have some sickness, but it probably, like I said, it wasn't COVID. And I, interesting, and then we're going to kind of dive into our topic here because uh, I don't want to belabor this too long. But when I got back, you know, beginning of the year, it's just like the, the work is stacked up. Right. You know, you, you take that that week off, you enjoy it. And now you come back and I'm, I'm fighting that urge of trying to do everything at once. Do you guys feel that at all? That yes. kind of push that, oh, I've got to get it all done right now instead of saying, you know what? It's January. Let's let's take this day at a time. Don't have to conquer everything at once. Well, and as I admitted, some of that guilt that I'm still trying to fight for taking the time off, it just comes back. Oh yeah, now if you'd worked a little bit during Christmas and thought mm-hmm. more about this, you wouldn't mm-hmm. feel this. Yeah. One thing I do to help myself with that, and I do with the people who work with me, is 
I ask, I ask myself and I ask them at times when we start feeling like this pressure, like, oh my goodness, I feel overwhelmed. It's January, I've got all these things to do. I've got 12 months of work to do. I need to do, them today, do it today. Do I have a patient on the table? Am I a surgeon and his or her life is in my hands? Will they die if I don't make this decision at this right. moment? Which helps us back off a little bit. What mm -hmm. we do is important. Sure. And God has called me to do one of them. It's such a privilege. But it's not always, I, I, sometimes I elevate that to life or death situations and it's not all life or death and it helps me back off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying to procrastinate, that's not what I'm, I'm referring to. It just helps me ease myself back a little bit because January feels like that. It's like, Absolutely. we got to party and relax and celebrate and, and it's like, no, now you've got 12 months of work, let's go. You yeah, know? yeah. And then you have other pressure of other people, you know, having that, pre and that you feel that when you get phone calls, you mm -hmm. know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then you kind of take on that responsibility yourself, it, it becomes a, a little overwhelming that, you know, you can be two weeks into January and feel, man, I'm already burned out. And, and things that you probably like, let's be honest, October is like, okay, we're starting to get into the holiday season. All right, we'll get, you get around a table with your leaders and you start talking about, yeah. we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Yeah, but we'll do it in January. Mm -hmm. And you wake up in January going, oh my goodness, we've been putting that off. Mm -hmm. But does it have to be done in January? Or do you start focusing on it and start working on it? Uh, and, the, and that jam to try to catch up is to make sure that you can clear your head more than it is to, to clear your plate. Right. Uh, you know, if I get a call from an overseer, hey, have you talked to this, this person? I don't need to say, yeah, yeah, just before the holiday season, you know, yeah. I talk. So you've got to try to get this done so that you can know what's going on, so that you, you can be somebody that is a support to somebody who's external from mm -hmm. the cases or whatever it is you've got to get done. So you do, you try to clear it from your mind yep. more than anything because mm -hmm. it stalks you. It does. It Absolutely. Can. Absolutely does. And in counseling, you know, when you're dealing with most of the people we're trying to help, a lot of them anyways have that anxiety. But if you create anxiety yourself, you, you can't help somebody with anxiety with anxiety. It's just going to create more anxiety. So, um, so this isn't just for you. This is for the people you're trying to serve. Exactly. And, and I think uh, this is, I can stay on this forever, guys. Let's, let's dive into uh, New Year's resolutions, goals, however you want to put it. Because I think all of us go into a new year um, thinking, this is what I want to do better. This is my plan, especially pastors. We have, you know, our personal goals that we might have. We might have our church goals or our professional goals, however you want to call it. Um, and an idea of what we want to do. Um, and we, I think we have to kind of take it with the backdrop also. 2020 was kind of difficult. And I say that sarcastically. It was really difficult mm -hmm. for a lot of people. A lot of people are grieving. Uh, um, there's a lot of hurt, a lot of pain out there. The first question that kind of comes to mind as we kind of dive into this is, is what is the problem that you see with most New Year's resolutions? Um, are there any issues? Yeah, I mean, it? I think it's something that you deal with a lot in counseling. Uh, Dr. Sargent would know for sure. People will have a goal, but have they charted a course? Mm -hmm. You know, I had a good friend that I had when I was in high school. He was very savvy, smart, had everything going for him as far as being charismatic, the kind of guy you would think could make it mm -hmm. in the world. And he used to say, I'll have my first million dollars by the time I'm 30. And we all honestly thought, and he'll do it. Damn, dude can get that done. But he didn't have a plan for what he was going to be doing at 19. Yeah. And then he didn't have a plan for where he was going to be at 20. He was focused on 30. 
and didn't have a course that what have I done today to reach what I plan on doing at 30? And so you have to kind of lay out a breadcrumb of kind of sub goals to get to where it is you're trying to get to. Otherwise, you don't know you're making progress. You don't know if you're not doing anything. And a lot of times that's what we end up doing. Right. Nothing. Yep. We don't make a lot of progress or we start hard and then we drop off of it, whatever that resolution is, whether it's a weight thing or a, a plan that you've got for your organization. Because we haven't charted a course, what does this mean we're going to be doing next month? What will be different here tomorrow? Mm -hmm. uh, what will I change? And we don't don't really chart a course. I think that's the biggest problem with New Year's resolutions. Well, re resolutions are like a wish list. I saw this actually, I think it was a meme um, a, a couple weeks ago. It's a wish list for the first couple of weeks of January. That's basically what it is. That's all it is. <laughs> is it just a wish list for the first couple of weeks? And it's so culturally embedded that it, people ask, hey, if you have a resolution, what is your resolution? Well, if you think about how this year is going to unfold, if it unfolds, and I, and, I, and I know how unpredictable things are right now, but typically in the United States, all right, so these first few weeks, what's your resolution? A few weeks uh, will be influenced also religiously uh, or in, in, the religious influence on Lent and what are you giving up for Lent? And it's like, well, how different is my resolution from what I'm going to give up for Lent? You know, and then, uh, and then hopefully all, we all get to do some kind of vacation this summer and then we get to sit back and reset again. Okay. Okay, are, are we actually following these in, social influences and cultural influences just because we think that's what we're supposed to do, just like we, we, we celebrate holidays, some of the yeah. holidays like uh, St. Patrick's Day, or is it something that we really want? Intrinsic and, or not. Exactly. So the key with resolutions is whether it's a resolution or more importantly, I like the word you guys are using, is goal. Yeah. Is it really something you want and believe in, or otherwise it's just a fantasy? And we good. have a lot of fantasies and wishes, okay? Is it really something that you think is attainable and it's something that you want? Right. No, that's good. I mean, I think, you know, and we kind of talked about it a little bit about that pressure from the external. If, if your resolution or your goal is more external, that something someone else wants to do for you, yeah. chances are it's not going to happen. And, and so what are, what's the why? Why are you doing what you're doing? And, and if it's internal and... Um, something attainable, go for it. But I, I think, you know, as we kind of talk about this, and we kind of, you know, look at how we want to go about this new year, would you say there are resolutions that could be particularly toxic um, that not only are, would be productive, but you could say this is probably counterproductive. Um, well, like what? Well, just uh, unattainable goals, right? right. Or, or wanting something that realistically might not be um, something that you can achieve. Um, you know, playing Carnegie Hall and you're just now learning how to play uh, an instrument is probably not attainable. But I have, I have seen and I have witnessed uh, people having um, goals uh, for the new year that you know, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if that's something that can be measurable and I don't know if that's something you could realistically do. Well, right. is it something that you do want to attain? First of all, is it something that is attainable that you want to attain? Okay. Mm -hmm. And is it a deliberate and conscious choice? All right. I'd like to lose weight. Well, about every other American says that, and probably every other American, you probably should consider losing weight, including right. me. 
But that's just something we say in conversation. It's not really a goal. It's a wish or a, a, a thought that passes through our head. When we say it's a goal, something we really want, it's something that we've thought about consciously and we actually believe that we can achieve it. If you don't believe you can achieve it, it's not a goal. Mm-hmm. It's a wish, right. Yep. all right? But yep. do you believe it? Do you personally, not do other people believe it, you're talking about the outside influences. I'm fine. My wife, my supervisor, my friends can tell me I can do all kinds of things and these should be goals for me. And when we were children, we had people create goals for us all the time and we never attained them. Why? Because they never were ours. It was an Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I read a book years ago called Flow. Yes. Well, if you guys Check are familiar with yeah, that. Yeah. I have read. Uh, oh, yeah. But about how you take something like that and you make it something that is internal, like you're intrinsic, saying, yeah, intrinsic. Yeah. yeah. It is something that you can do that you lose time. Some people will sit down and play a piano and they just lose track of time. That just flows. And there's a trick to learning how to make those goals. Yeah. Losing weight or being the best restoration counselor you can be when you learn to take those things and make that a flow experience that you just do you absorb into it you love doing it then it's easier to attain those goals if it is like you're saying though and it's just an obstacle that we're trying to get over uh without having a lot of accountability we're going to let go of that because we don't like jumping obstacles right uh is is that kind of what you're saying the key the key would flow uh is, as you have identified, is that you look internally and say, this is something I want and believe that I can do, and you choose it for that reason. Often goals don't work or they're ineffective because they, we have the external or extrinsic reasons for right. doing it. All and, right? there, and, and, there, and there are a lot of extrinsic goals. I mean, there are, a lot of things, there are things that my wife wants me to do that I do because I love her. I don't want to do it, but I will do it. You know, <laughs> chores and things like that. And, and there are things at work that I do sure. that I don't want to do, but I do it because I value my job. And, and the reward yes. is a part of exactly. that. Exactly. Why do we want to do those things? Right. What is the reward? Is it external? I think right. you know, closer to what you're saying, is this just a cultural thing? We want to lose weight so we look like... You know, some guy on TV, or do we want to lose weight for our health? Exactly. To better yep. our life. Yep. And what you're going for, you can punish yourself with rewards. Another great book. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Punished by rewards. Yeah. That uh, sometimes we have a reward out here that's not really motivating the person to to do what it is they're trying to do. It's trying to motivate the person to just check something off. Right. And I think that's part of why people may, even if they attain the goal and lose, yeah, I want to lose 10 pounds. All right, if I lose 10 pounds, I'm going to put that back on in a few months Yeah. because I've checked that off. Yeah. It wasn't something that was a change in me. Mm-hmm. It was something that I just behaved in a way that I attained a goal. Absolutely. Uh, so I- a lot of that has to do with it. It's a deeper... Subject when you get into goals and New Year's resolutions, it is, and so you know when it's when it's not just about self and the why. When it's a um, when you're doing something and and the reasoning being or the why behind that is like you said, there's a there's an external goal there uh, for your spouse, for people that you care about, for your health. Um, you're going to be more likely to follow through with it, and studies have shown us that. And for ministers, you see this all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm not a pastor. I have grown up in those homes, though. Mm-hmm. And how often do we see, well, you know, this uh, church over here under Pastor, you know, John, they're doing this great ministry here with 
singles or uh, single moms or, you know, whatever this ministry is. And so all the churches start trying to do that like because, hey, yeah. I like that. That looks great. But if you don't have that burden yourself, yeah. Pastor John yeah. might have been raised by a single mom. And for him, this is an intrinsic part of the burden that God has given him to minister to these people. If you don't have that, you're probably not going to walk that ministry out the way Pastor John is able to do it. That's a great point. And so um, if you don't have that burden, and I'm just going to piggyback off of your example there, and it fails, and you don't really see it through, you know, man, I, I must not care about moms. Right. Or, All right. it, it's, I'm, I'm going I'm to cut in here. I, I don't like the word burden here. All right. I know it. I, I assume our audience knows what you're talking about, and I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't like it because it seems negative. We're burden sure. for me sounds like, like a obligation. Weight. It's a yeah, weight. weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got But what you. you're describing, I agree with. Is yeah. you're looking inside. What is it that I feel called? I want it. I'm passionate about. It. And that goes back to the flow experience. What 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 really drives you? So yes, this minister over here believes that this works for his congregation because that's what he feels within him that that, that, that he believes in, that yeah. he's called to do. But a vision. Right, a vision. A vision. Yeah. There we go. That's more positive. There we yeah. go. But but what is your passion and your vision? What is it that you want to do? What drives you? Right, right. Because right. that's going to sustain you once you commit to it versus I'm going to do this because I feel like I have to do it right. and I'm obliged to do it. You're right? going to show up for the two or three that come the first right. month or two you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Until I, it grows. Yes. You're going to stay with it. And I do like the word passionate. Something that um, just kind of motivates you and, and that you have that passion for. And, and I would even say also in regards to uh, New Year's goals, if you will, um, try to stay away from the abstract. You know? Yes. Uh, try, to, try to make sure that it's attainable, but something that you can measure. You know, when we, we often say things, and I hear this all the time, I want to become healthier. Yeah, or be a better person. Or be a better that? person. What does that mean? That's yeah. very abstract, okay? Yeah. How, how do you measure that? that I know, I know, Besides, right. You know, this year I'm going to be yes, a worse yes. person than I was last year. And you can year. convince yourself I am a better person. That's yes. right, that's right. I, I, I gave an extra whatever, $5 to this charity, and I'm a better person uh, throughout the year. But you're right, just make it attainable, but also something that instead of saying, you know, I want to be healthier, but I want to walk, so many steps a day or or something that you can like i said measure and well, go ahead okay sorry again to, to interrupt here but you're getting me excited about this as you probably can tell and, it's, and instead <laughs> of making the goals right now in january okay let's put that let's, let's just put that out there you don't have to have a resolution by the way we're past january 1st all right, right. Uh, in recording this and you guys will be watching this much after that so it's, it's too late if you wanted to hit that goal of on January 1st having a resolution or having goals. Spend the time thinking about what is it that you are passionate about? It? What, what is it that you enjoy about your ministry? What is it that got you into the ministry? Well, I was called by God. Yes. Right. But there are elements of that ministry that really you're passionate about. And maybe use January as a time to rediscover what is that, you know, that God's given to you that drives you, that that. that lead you into flow, as you were talking about a while ago, and that's what I'm doing personally, okay? It's reassessing in January, okay, I lost some of that passion mm. in my work, okay? Did the work change or did I change? Mm. What is it that got me up out of bed? What did we used to get me out of bed and get me to work and get me to work on projects and create projects and become creative? That's what I'm looking for is that passion again. Love know? it, love and it. And identifying that. What is it about my ministry that I love? Yeah. You probably can identify because especially in, 
in November and December what you didn't like about it, all right? Sure. We can all do that with our vocations. What is it that you do like about it? What is it that just it feels just right? I love it. And, you know, you're, you're using language that, quite frankly, I think as ministers and leaders, we need to have joy. It's okay to be joyful. It's okay. It's hey, it's it's okay to. And I'm not just talking about an altar experience, which is wonderful. I'm talking about on Monday, you can be a joyful minister. Wow, that's like a that's a foreign concept for Uh, it is like a happy painter. You can (laughs) (laughs) yes, you can get up and do your sermons like that. You know, but you know, we can use scripture obviously. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Getting back to that that kind of childlike faith and. Enjoying what you do. God wants us. He created us for a purpose and for a reason. He wants us to enjoy this work that we're doing for Him. It's it, it's an honor. And and getting that back, if, 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 you know, obviously you don't want to just have that abstract. You want to be more specific with that and how do you attain that. But um, if you can do that in 2021, you're doing something. You're doing something right. If and you so, can just identify what yeah. God has put within you that provides that that joy. I think that's scriptural, all right? Yeah. I apologize. I can't come up with a specific scripture at the moment. And, but right? and but taking, it, is, it is that calling, and it really is what pulls you into this vocation, in yes. any vocation, Absolutely. Right? And then we start talking about the work of the Lord. I was thinking about it when you said that. Yes, it is the work of the Lord, and we should work diligently, and we should work hard, give it everything we've got, but sometimes the work of the Lord means i, I got to be unhappy. You know? yes. right? And it means you have to stay in the saddle, yeah, yeah, which exactly. is another part yeah, exactly. of these goals. Exactly. It isn't always fun to get to where you're going, right? Uh, and so you have to stay in the saddle. You know, all the stuff about the, the flow and all that uh, stuff, hey, that was an all-nighter where I got that from. Yeah. I had to stay with it. You know what I'm saying? It would have been easy that night to just sack out and go to bed, but I had to give a presentation on flow. So I have to soak all this in, finish it, and get it ready. Staying in the saddle sometimes is that work that you will see manifested later when there may be a couple in a crisis Mm -hmm. that's dependent on somebody not seeing what they're doing as a job, but seeing it as... What's the best thing that I can do for these people right now? Right. To, to have it be a flow for the person that's a caregiver yeah. is what they deserve. Absolutely. And, uh, I, and so that work that was in you was God's work yeah. Yeah. over time. Yeah. And being able to process it, like you're saying, before you set a goal, process it. How has God done a work? How has God begun the work in you? And I think it's key that He uses the word begun. Yeah. Not finish that work. Good. He begun that work in you. How is it that, that he's done that, and how can you walk that out and use it as an instrument in his hands to help people or, or whatever it is that, that's in front of you? Man, you guys have me pumped. And I hope that the people listening or watching uh, feel the same way. Uh, because, Raymond, what you're talking about, staying in the saddle, you know, what allows me to kind of stay in that is being able to recognize the progress recognize this journey that we're on and allow myself to kind of step back a little bit and enjoy those successes that we have, that we see, we've see we seen God do miraculous things and we, we've been able to see where we were and where, where God's taken us. And, and allow yourself to, to, going back to what you were saying earlier, Jeff, allow yourself to feel good about, about that. It's, it's okay. Uh, we don't have to become self-made martyrs. Uh, hmm. 
you know, and, and I think that also uh, looking at this and kind of as we kind of dive in here talking about 2021 to, to our ministers and ministerial families is um, trying to find that, that sense of, of, you know, job well done. I think all of us were created um, with that desire that I've done a job well done. What's, what's, what's the Lord going to say to us? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Great is your reward. One of the first things he's going to say. And so um, I, I, this is great. We could talk about this all day. Don't worry. We won't. Uh, I know we want to eat eventually. I've um, got a full plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot to get to. Yeah. And, and, and one of the final thought I would like to just kind of throw out there is, okay, let's say you have some goals and you don't meet that goal or you feel like you haven't. 2020 was tough enough. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Exactly. You, you know, did it. You did it. You're, at least you're trying. You know, and, and one of the verses that are, or stories that comes to my mind throughout Scripture is, um, you know, when when Jesus is on the on the you know on the boat and um, Peter, you know, uh, is walking on the water and he's looking around. He's he's you know he's losing his faith and he, you know the water just kind of just he starts to fall and, and Peter cries out, you know, Lord, save me. You know, at the end of the day. Peter was safe in the boat with Jesus, and he was the only disciple there. At least he tried. Mm-hmm. At least he made an attempt right. to get to where Jesus was at. And so you can even take that, and most people read that story and think it's a failure. I look at it as a, as a positive. Try. <laughs> well, you don't think about all the rest of those guys who are like, ain't doing that. Ain't doing no. No. <laughs> it. No. Check this guy out. I'm staying in the boat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right here. I'm safe right here. I'm good. You know, and, and so um, <laughs> allow yourself to kind of feel good, but also if you don't meet that mark, don't beat yourself up. And one of the things that I've noticed with ministers over the years, we are our own worst critics at times. Sure. And uh, the self-talk, it's defeating. And what that does, it causes shame. And then whatever goals you do have, you don't even attempt because you give in to that kind of self-defeating thought. One final question I want to ask you guys before we move on and, and close up this episode here is, uh, Raymond, before we move on from this topic, do you have any special advice you want to give to our uh, people that might be listening or watching, whatever means they're, they're using? What, what final advice would you like to give our, our ministers for 2021? Uh, survive? Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, stay in the saddle. Yeah, stay with it. Uh, hold on and uh, and trust that God's got a work like we were talking, and God's going to do some things for us in the future. Uh, stay safe uh, and try to make this a, a better year than the one we've gotten through. Yeah. You know, I love watching these commercials on TV now, where the match commercials, where Satan gets matched up with 2020. You seen those commercials? Well, seen that. It's like a match made in heaven. <laughs> you know, this girl's name is twenty twenty, and then she's dating Satan. Yeah, and they're like, I, and Satan's like, I never want this year to end. Yeah, you know, there's love songs playing. It's like, hey, we need to get through this match and move on here to something because there's something better out there for us. Uh, and so I would, I would just be encouraged that, that we're coming to the end of a lot of things that we could move out of and be in a better place. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jeff? Any any final thoughts you want to say in, in regards to what we're talking about? 
kind of summary, a summary of what we've been talking about here is, is to do, don't just start listing out goals, things that you want. Mm-hmm. Right? That's okay. There's nothing wrong to have desires and, and, and wishes and things like that for yourself and for your ministry. But start internally. What is it that, if you don't have joy now, what did bring joy? Was it the curiosity in the job? Was it the challenge, the, the specific challenge? Was it that you felt like you had some control over it? Because mm-hmm. these are the things that drive us internally. That, that, creates the inter- that creates the intrinsic motivation. And after you do that, then start to set real goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you hear the word realistic, realistic means that you, first of all, you believe in it, that you believe sure. you, you can attain it, all right? And then you, 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 you think about it in, in a way that you can imagine yourself completing it. Not just, I would like to be in the future, but we all want to be in the future, all right? What would it look like when you get to that destiny? Envision that. What was it, yeah. would it look, make it tangible for yourself, mm-hmm. and you're more likely to keep pursuing it. The other thing I would recommend, once you get your, your, you do this process individually, or completed, or at least initially, then do what we're doing right here. Get with people you yeah. trust, colleagues, and have conversations like we're doing here. Because even though we're performing, and it looks like in a way for you guys, all right, you ladies and gentlemen, and we are, that we're trying to provide that service, I know, I can see it in their eyes, and I know what's going on inside of me. Is This is sharpening me, and it's getting me yeah. to think, well, hold up, Jeff, what about your goals? See, okay, yeah. so yeah, you quipped about resolutions and Lent and things like that, but really what is it that you're working on right now? And so ta- verbalizing it, and there's evidence for this, that when we verbalize things uh, to others, we're more likely to follow through if we actually express it to someone else. Great point. And I, I, I like what you talked about is make sure you're talking to someone. Make sure you're in community uh, with other ministers, uh, people that you trust and believe in, and that people that believe in you, quite frankly, is, is, is so vitally important as we move forward. I was speaking to uh, MIP candidates uh, this last weekend, and uh, one of the things I said to them is if you try to go through ministry and go solo and go alone, um, it's not going to be a matter of if you're going to break down or you're going to have that moment where you're just going to have, you just can't burn out, I guess you could say. It's just a matter of when. Um, and God created us to be in community. And I think that's what's so tough about 2020. One more thing that you were saying. It's okay. Our goals are socially influenced and we get them from other people by watching them. Hi, I like to be like that guy or yeah. that lady or whatever. But don't get so wrapped up in what other people are doing. Don't pastor somebody else's church. No. That's a good point. God's calling you to your church and he equipped you uniquely. Yep. And it's different than another pastor. Right. And I, Follow I that calling. One of the things that, that, you know, coming, it's it's like that match commercial. 2020 has been a match made for Satan himself. It's been a horrible year for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it makes everybody's anxiety level is so high right now. <laughs> and we don't make good decisions we don't perceive things the way we're supposed to, the way we're created to, when we're in this heightened state of a, a constant emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to find outlets, identify the things that are causing that anxiety, and regulate those. Sure. Put them in their proper perspective uh, so that you can be the person that God's really created you to be. He didn't create you to be in a constant emergency. Mm-hmm. This is not something that, that's uh, 
uh, a God-ordained environment. Right. Uh, and there is peace, peace. to be it. found if we are intentional about yeah. trying to find it. Yeah, I love it. And uh, well, I hope this has been very beneficial for you as you've watched and listened. And, you know, as we talk about goals and resolution and uh, a, a new year, I'm really excited about what God is doing at Ministerial Care. And um, as many of you know, we're now doing online counseling for our ministers, uh, which is we actually started doing that a year before the pandemic hit. Um, had no clue that was going to happen, but we were really positioned in a good place there and excited about the podcast. We have in a couple of weeks, we have Bishop uh, Raymond Culpepper uh, going to be with us. Uh, Raymond, you know him fairly well, and uh, uh, you've met him a few times. And But he, he is the ministerial advocate for the Division of Care. Uh, he's our leader. I would even say he's my mentor, someone that I love and have a great deal of respect. And you're, one, you're going to want to listen to that. For those of you who are not Church of God and you're listening, he's serving as the first assistant general overseer in the Church of God. And uh, some questions that we can ask him, and one of the things I'm, I'm really excited to ask him is, how has leadership been at that kind of position during 2020? Yeah. You know, um, how difficult is that? And, and so, but one thing I also want to talk to him about, and one of the things I just be able to peel the, the curtain back, you know, us doing what we're doing here now really started from a vision uh, that he has shared with us. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's really an honor, and I'm really excited to have him. We've also got Bishop Wayne Doherty, State Overseer of Tennessee, scheduled to be with us in March. And I have a list of other uh, guests that uh, I'm ready to schedule to be with us. So, guys, we're really excited. We've kind of gotten that flow, if you will. We've talked about that, just kind of getting used to doing what we're doing. And and we're doing this for our ministers. We're trying to find ways of resources. There's other ways that you can connect with us. You can connect with us on Facebook. Please be, you know, feel free to share our Facebook page. Follow it. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on YouTube. Um, it's just an avenue for us to be able to try to help our ministers out as we continue to work together and help each other. So um, we hope that you enjoy this. Go ahead, Jeff. Now, if I, I'm, I'm... I'm listening to this as a minister. Could I contact you guys in helping what we're talking about, helping me with this? this Absolutely. It's not like I've got a personal problem. Uh, I don't have a family problem at the moment, I'm thankful, but I would like help on constructing what you guys have talked about or what we've talked about today. Sure. If you even coming up with goals, you know, okay. having someone to kind of help. Absolutely. Feel free to give us a call. So uh, counseling's not just for severe problems. No. No, and what we're really seeing—that's awesome. We're starting to see is, hey, I'm going to call wanna, some counseling. Some right. counseling. Some, right. some of it is, and that, and that's not. The, I mean, it is there for, for if you've got some uh, a situation that you can't manage or whatever. Right. Of course, and, and, and for crises, of course, that's what you guys do. But also, if I just need to talk to someone who who can help, help look from the outside, right? Absolutely. Objectively, yeah. And, and what I'm looking at is I do my own self evaluation. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's it's and that's something that I think is important. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jeff, because this is provided um, for our ministers, our licensed minister, at no charge. You have the ability to give us a call. We're doing online counseling now. You can call us, do a consultation. You choose what it is that you need. And, and we're there to help support you. That's our goal, to help you uh, finish the calling that God has placed upon your life. And if we've had a small part in that, you know, we find that to be successful. And we're, we're really happy to be able to do that. And not just for you, but for yeah. your spouse and for your kids. It's awesome, this service, because as a professional, 
sometimes you just need someone to validate what you're doing. You mm. just need, not, 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 I'm not talking about self-esteem necessarily issues, but sometimes I just go, I, I need those people, and I do this. I have some really wonderful colleagues, and I just want, basically, I'm not saying this, but I'm implying, just tell me I'm, I'm, I'm sane, right? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, I, I heard this when we went to the meeting. I heard this, at this is what the supervisor is asking us to do. And, and, okay, this seems a little odd. Am I out of place here? Am I thinking? It's just great to have that yeah. kind of feedback. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be, although you guys do a wonderful job, I've heard about it, what you do when you've got some really crisis situation, this is what you guys do and equipped to do. But also, sometimes I just need to know that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. On the right path. Sure. Sure. Maybe you guys can help people find their joy and Absolutely. discover that rediscover their passions. Yeah, well, a little bit of validation for you is that the reason that I am here, one of the main reasons I am here is because of people like you that mm -hmm. were at Lee mm -hmm. 20 years ago when I was there. Uh, so if you ever wonder what your value, why are you doing what you're doing, you may not know, but you're making an impact on people that will reach a lot of other people, hopefully. Uh, you don't always know what the culmination is. You're the, the instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. But kind of you to say. Powerful yeah. work done over there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're going to be having, hopefully, some of the professors over oh, there. Oh, yeah. I've got, I've got my us. colleagues who want to come and, and talk. They're, we're excited they're really about gifted. It. I mean, really, got some wonderful things. We're all byproducts of Lee. And um, <laughs> uh, so if you haven't noticed yet, we, we love Lee. And um, of course, I also went to. Uh, you did say byproducts, not waste products. Byproducts. <laughs> <laughs> right, just make sure clear. Let's make sure that's clear there. We are byproducts of Lee. <laughs> and um, of course, I'm also uh, a graduate of Pentecostal Theological Seminary, another great institution of mm -hmm. ours. We're really fortunate and blessed. And, and I like what you said there. Just sometimes it's good to know we're on the right path. And I, I, we've had counseling case people come in and feel like failures, and they're sharing their story. and. I said, have you thought about it this way? Have you thought about it? And, and really, this is successful. The fact that you're able to do this with all of this going on, and, and without fail, they'll say to me, I never thought of it that way. You know, and so sometimes our thinking is, needs to be challenged. The Mine, confession I'm the same about way. stuff, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the confession is not just about confessing a sin of failure. That's right. It's, we are to relate to one another and to uplift one another, to encourage one another, but you can't do that if you don't get out of your own head and talk to someone. Absolutely. Sometimes my thinking's not right. I have, I have a thought often, process going on. Mine is often wrong, yes. <laughs> you know? The Bible, cognitive behavioral therapy, they yes. all say, think on whatsoever things are good yeah, and pure and upright. I mean, yeah. we don't do that, no. no. It's no. easier to focus no. on everything that's going wrong. And it's helpful to hear wrong. somebody tell us that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, well, Paul said, take captive of every thought. There we go. And, and so, uh, great stuff, guys. Really do appreciate you all. Uh, Pastor, we're praying for you. Know that we love you. Uh, we're excited about what God is going to be doing uh, for you all moving forward in 2021. Just know that if you need anything, we're here for you. Um, at least you can, you know, give us a call. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Anything else you guys want to add before we close this thing up? Let's do it. Uh, happy New Year. Let's do it. Happy yes. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Thank you. And uh, thank you for getting us here. Absolutely. Let's uh, Let's end this in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, Lord God, and thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Father, I ask right now that your hand be upon our leaders today, be upon our pastors, our spouses, our families, the ministerial home. 
Father, I ask right now that your Holy Spirit will be able to do a mighty, mighty work in our pastor's homes today. And Father, I just lift up 2021 to you today, Lord God. I pray right now that your hand uh, be upon us. Allow us, O oh God, uh, to be able to uh, find success. Uh, allow us, O oh God, to be able to achieve the calling that you put upon our lives, O oh God. Father, we know that we're going to have to rely upon you every step of the way. I'm so thankful that we have a, a, a Savior that loves us, cares about us, um, and is going to be there with us, through us, through thick and thin. And Lord, we just lift this new year up to you, Father God, and we ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time.